So we've been talking about breaking invisible barriers. Breaking invisible barriers. And we have established the fact that a barrier is in place where you begin to notice certain things. Number one, we say that when your effort, I don't know, maybe I said that, but one of the ways you also need a barrier is in place is when your effort is greater than your results. I'm not sure I said that, so you might need to write that down. When your effort is greater than your result, when input is greater than output, then there is a barrier. There is a barrier. Because the grace of God should be at work in the life of a believer. And grace is a catalyst. Now, grace is not a replacement for diligence. But grace is a catalyst. A catalyst that amplifies the effort of man. And so anytime result is lower than effort, then something is terribly wrong somewhere. That's why in the world of technology and development, different leverage has been created. So for instance, you want to go from Lagos to Abuja. If you go by road, a car is a form of leverage. Because without that leverage, it can take you a month trekking from Lagos to Abuja with several stops on the way. So you can go with a car and by, let's say, seven, nine hours, you'll be in Abuja. But you see, with a better leverage, an airplane, you can get there under one hour. Because that's a leverage. That's what the grace of God does. You are still applying effort, but when you look at the results, even you, you know. Because sitting down in an airplane is not what guarantees flight. It is because there is someone in the cockpit pressing certain things, stunning certain things. You are sitting down, you are not doing much. Your only effort is for you to present your ticket. Right? Board the airplane, sit down, strap the belt, and you are going to get to where the person pressing the button, where the person lands. You will also land there. Now, the person in the cockpit of our life is Jesus. Everything he needs to press, he has pressed. And that's why the Bible says the grace of God has appeared unto all men. But in some people's life, the grace is apparent. In some people's life, it is not. I decree and declare that wherever grace is lacking in your life, let it begin to appear. In the name of Jesus. Let the grace of God begin to work for you. Let it begin to answer for you. In the remaining days of this year, you will see God's grace at work. God's grace will be at work in your business. It will be at work in your career. It will be at work in your finances. In the name of Jesus. Men will look at you and they will know something has changed. They will look at you and know something has shifted. In the name of Jesus. You will not be that same man they've always known. You will not be that same woman they've always known. You will not be that same business person. You will not be that same employee. Because something will rest upon you that is going to make the difference. In the name of Jesus. And so we need to understand that the same way God has ordained that you and I should keep making progress, moving forward, that our past should shine brighter, the same way the devil is committed to ensure that you stay on the same spot. Anytime God has a plan, the devil always has a counter plan. 
And so if God says the path of a just man is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day, the devil's manifesto or his goal is to ensure that the path of a just man ah, grows dimmer and dimmer. And the truth is for many people, the experience is that they always take three steps forward, two steps backward. Five steps forward, two backwards. Even though they are making progress, but because of the introduction of the backwardness, that progress is not really obvious. Whatever is hindering your progress comes to an end today. In the name of Jesus. Also remember that an invisible barrier is in place when you have more failures than success. When you have more failures than success. That's why I showed us that scripture in Revelation 22 and verse 2. That there should be a fruit for every month. A fruit for every month. Every month. Oh, some would have said, you know, it's a pastoral ideology. And I love the way the Bible explains it. It talks about 12 fruits. So that you not just think, oh, it's just talking about, it says, oh, bearing every month. You see, you dinner fruit every month. Every month every month it simply means god you see god is not waiting for you till december to have something major to show he expects that on a monthly basis there will be something exceptional something unprecedented if it happens in your finances in june and your career is expecting it to happen in july if it's not happening in every area of your life something should be happening something should be happening never be comfortable with stagnation never never the moment you become comfortable with it it will become your identity i established that yesterday that a barrier not broken not dealt with can easily become your identity and your new normal that's why till date until forever there are some people whose name we will never know but we only know them with the barrier they experienced e.g the woman with the issue of blood that was not her name but because of the barrier that lasted for so long and it was not dealt with that became my identity the madman of Gadara his first name is not madman neither was the son named Gadara but you see nobody reckoned with him the man at the pool of Bethesda had a barrier for 38 years John chapter 5 the Bible says even when Jesus saw him he knew you see Jesus did not know by insight or because he was son of God there is a way you can be in a situation for so long that you begin to embody that situation the Bible says when Jesus saw him he knew he had been there for a while John chapter 5 I think that should be verse 3 or verse 4 he says he knew he had been there for a while it is possible for a man to go through a season of financial crisis that when people see you they know that you have been broke for a while and when jesus saw him lie okay it's verse six i knew that he had been there or he had been now a long time in that case he had been there a long while a long while we decree and we declare today Whatever has lingered for so long that should not be there. We decree and declare today is the idea of eviction. In the name of Jesus. Today is the idea of eviction. <laughs> Even if I don't shout it, just believe it. I'm not here by myself tonight. I have a backup. Somebody hearing what I'm saying? Today is the day of eviction. You will be shocked that the testimonies that we happen in this month of July. 
the bible says blessed is she that believe for there shall be a performance of the things that were told of the lord luke 1 and verse 45 if you believe it you will experience it testimonies on every side in every way things you did not plan for will happen to you in the name of jesus things you have prospected god will bring it nearer what you thought will happen in december will happen in july god will fast track the process and will make it happen faster in the name of jesus may please be seated sometimes i always ask myself why was that man there for 38 years why 38 years is a long time that's almost four decades 38 years 38 years the only explanation is that he got used to it he got used to it got used to it never create an explanation for your predicament never never the moment you begin to give it an explanation you will accept it as your lot in life why is this not happening eh, you know it's, it's not everybody to happen for <laughs> sometimes as believers we even give scriptural explanation and validation for our stagnation so you know god's time is the best <laughs> what makes you think it is not yet god's time because there are certain things that god has done he has finished it that's why on Calvary's cross jesus said it is finished he didn't say i am finished he said it is finished that is the work i came to do is finished the work of redemption is finished that work of lifting is finished that work of prosperity is finished that work of healing is finished so if i'm going to be healed i don't need to ask him again jesus heal me i just need to lay claim on what he has done for me life is a battleground friends certain things that must happen in your life you have to fight for it because there is an opposition that never lets go easily it's amazing that the bible tells us in matthew chapter 4 if the media can get the verse i can't remember the verse right now after G the devil attempted jesus the bible says he left him for a while he didn't say he left him eternally he left him for a while the devil does not back out you know permanently no 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 no, no he doesn't he doesn't that's why i love that scripture in nahum it says guard your harmonization he says because the one that wasted is ever before you cut your loins be at alert says then the devil left him and behold no 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 that's not it he said there was a part where he said he left him for a while maybe it's another one of the gospels if you can find it i appreciate that he left him for a while why because he always comes back he always comes back there are some of us there are testimonies that have happened in your life certain things that you have been victorious over and you just realize it shows up again let me tell you this it's not that god did not deal with it it's the devil trying to reintroduce it that's why jesus said when a demon is cast out of a person 
He said the demon is going to come back after a while to check if that place is empty. He said if he realizes the place is empty, he will not come back. He will go get seven or maybe six other wicked demons. He says, and they will come and inhabit that man. And Jesus said the end of that man will be worse than the beginning. It simply means every time God gives you a victory in certain areas, you must do whatever it takes to establish your victory. Because if you allow that thing to show up again, it will be much more difficult to be victorious in that area. Not impossible, but more difficult. Okay, it's Luke 4 13. It says that when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for what? A season. Not he departed from him forever. Oh, it's for a season. And that simply means that for you, if the devil can depart from yours for a season, not forever, do you think he will leave you forever? No. I'm trying to tell us this tonight because tonight I want to focus on the biblical steps to overcoming, you know, breaking these invisible barriers. The reason why you must know these things is because when certain barriers have been broken, over time the devil will try to introduce it or reintroduce it. And so you must know what it takes. I could decide to just pray, prophesy throughout all these five days, but no. That would be responsibility on my part as a pastor. You must know what it takes to establish your own victory. And one thing I did not say yesterday that I think I needed to say about one of the causes, some other causes of barriers is sin. Somebody say sin. It's amazing that in this generation of Christianity, we rarely hear about that anymore. People say, oh, in Christ there is liberty. Liberty does not give you a right to flip and see. Doesn't mean you live your life anyhow. No, 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 no. When I was growing up, when you see a believer and you see a non-believer, the difference was obvious. In today's age and time, it's very difficult. Growing up, when a believer makes a business deal with you and they tell you this is it, even if they don't sign anything without a lawyer, you just know, you know, holiness was all over the place. As a believer, I can't default. So the people make business in church, business deals. I even say it, get a lawyer. If you are doing something, make sure a lawyer is involved. Because even the devil attended God's service. Job chapter 1. God had to ask him, where are you coming from? It simply means that was not his first time. <laughs> you have come in. Where are you coming from this time around? And that appeared twice in the book of Job. Because when he carried out the first affliction, the Bible says he showed up again. He just wanted to take Job out. It means it was a normal occurrence for the devil to attend Jesus God's service. So you think the devil might not be in service? But I know he's not sitting next to you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Sin is a sinker. Sin is a what? Is a sinker. If you don't deal with in whatever form or fashion, whether it is falsifying figures, whether it is lying, whether it is adultery, whether it is fornication, whatever name it is called, sin is sin. I'm always reminded of Hamnon, one of the most painful characters in the Bible. Hamnon, you see, we should never have known who Solomon was. I've told us that a couple of times. Hamnon was the heir to the throne of David. But you know the problem of Hamnon? Or Amnon? 
undisciplined sexual appetite so much so that he saw his sister so that's the babe i want even the sister said you are the king is as if so when someone is already the crown prince the person is already like the king the only difference is that he has not yet ascended the throne so tell the king nothing will be refused you said no i must sleep with you now and some of you every time your babe or guy visits something must happen you see you are the one raising the barriers are you hearing what i'm saying i'm not here to condemn anybody i'm telling you how to bring down the barrier permanently because you know one thing about the devil he's always looking for a loophole and the bible says he that breaks the hedge the serpent will bite when god builds a hedge around you don't remove it by a lifetime of a, a lifestyle of sexual indiscipline he said oh, i've had people say things like you know sin is sin i agree but the effect of sin is different it's different it's different friends you can be righteous and be woke are you hearing what i'm saying you don't have to be sinful to be in vogue you don't have to there are certain things that god by himself because you see the way god has established the earth he has established it on principles and he himself cannot override it because of you he can't so i'd encourage you don't nullify the effect of the investment of these five days with a lifestyle of indiscipline because sin is a sinker i always say it humorously there is a reason on the wedding day they say you may now kiss the bride because the assumption is you have not been kissing her and if you think that is impossible the first time i kissed my wife was on the altar the day we got married and anybody can do that now it was a decision we both made because i realized that if you say you want to kiss where will your hand be it won't be behind you many will just say how far is too far on the road to where when you kiss your hand will go somewhere and that hand must do something it will do what you don't plan to do that's why every time god spoke about sin in the bible he says flee he didn't say cast it out because you can't it's not a demon it can't be casted out so what are the steps to breaking invisible barriers number one is salvation somebody say salvation you must be saved until you are saved you are not safe and let me tell you this your salvation must be well certified there are two types of salvation what i want to talk about is in two sense as it were accepting jesus as your savior number one and living as if you are saved there are many who claim to be saved in this age and time but they are not working out their salvation please listen to what i'm about to say once saved is not forever saved i don't care who is peddling the ideology the title they carry and the size of their congregation once saved is not forever saved the grace message is not a message that gives you a right to live anyhow because even the bible says shall we continue in sin and say grace you abound he said god forbid 
what the grace of God does is that it empowers you to live above sin not to live in it not to live in it not to live in it that's why in Philippians 2 and verse 12 it says work out your salvation with fear and with trembling work it out you already say but keep working it out keep working it out keep working it out you see if one said is forever saved Jesus would not say that anybody that touches the plow and takes his hands off and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God it simply means you can touch the plow you can be saved and lose it I think that should be Luke 9 62 work it out that was what Paul said to the church in Philippi work out your salvation with fear and trembling fear that is with reverence that's it and Jesus said unto him no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God because you can't look back that's why he told us to remember Lot's wife In John chapter 9 and verse 31, the Bible says, Now we know that God hears not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and does his will, him does God hear. Did you see that? So if there is any secret sin in your heart or in your life, please deal with it. Or else, all the prayer of the last two days and of the next three days, the remaining three days, will be a waste. Because God does not hear sinners. It didn't say God does not hear the unsaved. Because you can be saved and still be living in sin. You see, you can be living in the United States illegally for 30 years. It does not make you a citizen. The same way, 30 years of church attendance does not confer on you salvation. It doesn't. There are people who have relocated with, what do they call that thing now? Um, asylum. Thank you, sir. And one day they revisited their case. I had of one recently. Established a business in New York 25 years later from the court, deported her. The people working with her just took over the business because she can't go back. She must have been very relaxed 25 years. Nothing can happen again. But that does not make number of years of living in a place does not make you the citizen and does not make you a legal occupant or resident. The Bible tells us that Satan is the god of this world, it's the god of this world, so he has a right to do whatever he likes in the life of anyone that is under his domain. That's why one of the things that happens when we give our lives to Christ is that we are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. It simply means we are rescued from the domain of the devil. Whatever happens to others can no longer happen to you. That's one of the things salvation does. And if there's anybody under the sound of my voice tonight battling with a weakness, battling with a sinful lifestyle, you want to get out of it but it kind of pulls you back. I decree and declare tonight is your day of deliverance. In the name of Jesus. For some people, what they are dealing with is lying. They lie so much, even the devil wonders at them. The, eh? the Bible calls the devil the father of lies. But even when they lie, the devil is even celebrating them. Eh? I must come for tutorial and mentorship. I used to know a lady like that. Very beautiful. Someone introduced me to her. In the days when we were looking for babe 
beautiful girl. But every breath is a lie. Every breath. Every breath. Even her name is not her name. I eventually found out. An embodiment of lies. She's body of lies. Number two is divine guidance. Divine guidance. Divine guidance. If you are going to break the barriers on your path, every invisible barrier, you must be constantly guided. In the remaining days of this year, don't play truancy with your life. The remaining six months, don't. At every point in time, always find out, am I in sync with God's will for my life? Don't pack your bags because everybody is doing that. Don't do that. You should be smarter than that. She'll be smarter. She'll be smarter. Be led by the Spirit of God. Because when God leads you, He goes with you. And when He goes with you, whatever opposition is on your path will clear out of the way. You know, when you read the um, account of how the children of Israel, how they left Egypt and crossed the Red Sea. You remember that God told Moses that I should lift up his rod and the Red Sea will pass, right? So you would automatically assume that the reason the Red Sea parted was because Moses raised this rod, isn't it? Not completely true. Let's go to Psalms, Psalms 24. Now, before we go to that, go to Psalms 114. We'll come back to that. Psalms 114 and verse 3. Psalms 114 and verse 3. We'll read verse 3 to verse 7. Verse 3 to verse 7. All lies on the screen. Let's read together once to go. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan was driven back. The mountains keep like rams and the little hills like lambs. What ailed thee, O sea, that you fled it? Thou Jordan, that you were driven backwards. Ye mountains that you skip like rams, and you little hills like lambs. Verse 7. Tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. There is actually an error in that verse 3. What did it is, is actually go to that verse 3. Let me show you what it is. The sea saw it. That it is an error. It is the sea saw him. The reason the Red Sea parted was because he saw his creator. That's what verse 7 told us. The sea saw him and the sea fled. God gave them an instruction also to cross the Jordan River. It was God that the sea saw that made it move backwards, not Moses. If it was Moses, he could have raised his rod some other time and they will see how powerless that rod is. The reason is because when God leads you in a place, he's always going to be with you. That's why the Bible says concerning Joseph. You see, Joseph was already in an impossible situation. Nobody enters slavery and comes out of it. Because slavery and servanthood is not the same thing. When you become a slave, you have become a property. So much so that when slavery was still in force, you can buy a slave in the market. Take out your gun and shoot the slave in the head and say next. And nobody will arrest you because it's your property. The same way you can remove your shoes now and throw it out of the auditorium and nobody will arrest you. Why did you throw that shoe? Because the shoe is your property. 
so there was an unbreakable barrier in the life of joseph it was a barrier of slavery nobody comes out of it but there was something sorry of joseph but there was something about joseph everywhere he was god was always with him always always the question i want to ask you tonight is all the steps you have been taking from january up until now can you say that you have taken those steps as a byproduct of divine guidance or are you doing those things because everybody's doing it the opposite or another thing to it another parallel to it is this you may be doing every other thing let me tell you this if things are not working out find out what god wants you to do struggle continues when you're outside of his will the struggle continues because he's not responsible and he's not obligated to help you when you are living in disobedience the bible says you will only be able to avenge all disobedience when your own obedience is complete that's why abraham was able to break the barrier of his father's house because god led him john and genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 the bible says god told him get out of your father's house to a land that i will show you the bible says and abraham left he departed he departed he departed and we see everything that happened to abraham all that he became simply because god guided him isaac was going to do the same thing his father did he was going to go to where his father went and god said no you will stay here divine guidance the problem of elimelech oh sorry elkanah and Naomi, husband and wife with their two sons is that they traveled without asking god the bible says everything they went into moab with they lost everything he first lost his life lost his first son lost his second son where they left was bethlehem bethlehem is called the place of bread and the bible says the day naomi eventually woke up to the realization that she had made a mistake the day she went back and got into bethlehem the bible says it was the time of harvests she left the harvest to a place god did not guide her now it is not wrong to change location but the question is are you guided are you being guided are you being guided one of the things that makes you know that you are not being guided into a thing is that the struggle will be too much to be too much because you can't be struggling where god is leading you can't be struggling no 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 please reduce it you can't be struggling interests to divine guidance number one is disinterest a lot of believers are not guided anymore why because we are not even interested in divine guidance we are just doing our things are doing our things doing things our own way <laughs> matthew chapter 7 and verse 6 jesus himself said give not that which is only unto the dogs neither cast your pills before swine the one that said you should not give that which is only to the dogs will not give you what is important if you don't sing for it a lot of believers are not just interested well, what is god saying like, ah, i know what to do it's an it age whatever i need to know i can always google it really disinterest disinterest if you are not interested in divine guidance you will never get it when was the last time you separated yourself for certain days or maybe even hours and said i want to seek the face of god concerning this area of my life <laughs> what was the last time 
when was the last time because the proof of interest is pursuit if you are not going after something you are not truly interested in it also people don't enjoy divine guidance because of impatience many go into the place of prayers god tell me what you want me to do now 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 no 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 no. it does not work like that doesn't work like that doesn't work like that Luke 21 and verse 19 the Bible says impatience possess your souls impatience impatience Hebrews 6 and verse 12 it says through faith and patience will you inherit the promise it says follow them who through faith and patience inherit the promise patience has to be there anything that has to do with God you can't get it out of impatience people don't enjoy divine guidance also because of extreme busyness extreme busyness extreme busyness extreme busyness let me tell you this anything that makes you too busy to have time for god ah huh? <laughs> it's something you need to leap into when god sends moses to deliver the children of israel from slavery and they sent him to pharaoh he said let my people go that they may serve me you know what pharaoh said he said it's because they are not they don't have too much to do that's why they are having time for god he said increase their workload and that was what happened when their workload increased they didn't want to listen to moses anymore many of us are too busy if you are too busy to pray you are too busy if you are too busy to read the word you are too busy if you are too busy to come to church to sit down to hear the word you are too busy you are too busy you are too busy you are too busy it's not that your job requires maybe you do shifts but something is always happening that takes you out of God's presence. Something is wrong. You can't hear God that way. Because in Isaiah 30 verse 21, it says, Your ears will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way to go. Now, maybe we should go to, let's go there. Isaiah 30. Let's start from verse 20. So that you have a proper context. Isaiah 20. Isaiah 20. All eyes, sorry, 30 and verse 20. All eyes on the screen. Let's see it the bible says and though the lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction yet shall not your teachers be removed into a corner anymore but your eyes will what see your teachers now go no no no. don't take it um, yet go to it what did you see after that teachers a column it simply means that statement continues it's not a full stop now go to verse 21 he says and your ears will hear a word behind this saying this is the way to go walk in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left how do you hear and receive divine guidance from the abundance of what god has said to you through your teachers but you are too busy you are too busy to hear your teachers you are too busy so the day you need to be guided there is nothing that god will use as a catalyst to lead you let me tell you this there must be a predominant voice in your life through which god can get your attention at any time there must be that's why the day god needed to get the attention of samuel he did not hear the voice of god he had the voice of eli it wasn't eli that was speaking but god will always speak to you through a familiar voice always that's why i pity the christians of this age always everywhere always everywhere as they have physical pastors they have virtual pastors they have family pastors you know the same way they have clothes for sunday they have pastors for monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday and sunday and you are wondering why things are not working because we are confused so even when god wants to speak he does not know which one he will speak to you through 
extreme busyness that's why genesis 6 and verse 3 the bible says my spirit will not strive with man god will not be in competition with your job it will not be in competition with your spouse it will not be in competition with your children no 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 it won't it won't many of us are time to spend with god to hear his leading and his guidance until he blessed us with certain things you need to look into it you need to look into it also many are not guided because of godless association godless association the people in your life will determine whether you will hear god or not if it happened to abraham it can happen to the best of us the bible says and the lord said to abraham after lot was separated from him as long as lot was in his life god was not going to say anything to abraham never same thing happened to isaiah in isaiah chapter 6 i think verse 1 or maybe verse 2 or 3 there about the bible says isaiah said in the year that king uzziah died i saw the lord so as long as king uzziah was alive and i still alive in his life he was not going to see god many of us it is rich uncle there are some rich relatives in your life that will not allow you to see god okay it's verse one in the year that king uzziah died i saw also the lord opposite some rich relatives they are the ones we are seeing so you can't see god it's your pro is their promises you are saying also people don't receive the divine guidance because of prayerlessness prayerlessness one of the things prayer does that's why in this season we have intensified our prayers because what prayer does is that it makes your spirit to be more sensitive to pick divine directions from heaven if you are not praying you can't receive guidance how how will you receive guidance you want someone you don't talk to to talk to you how does that work what happens in prayer is that we are communicating with God. Prayer is a dialogue. That's why in moments of prayer, you must also create moments of silence after prayer to receive what God will say to you. That's why I said in Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, it says, call upon me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Prayer is not complete until God speaks also to you. Imagine you are in a relationship with someone and you are talking to that person. You talk, 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 talk. Or someone talks to you, talks to you, talks to you, and after finishing talking, they just stand up. They didn't even wait for you to say something. I said, ah, I'm very close to that guy. Oh. Really? Because every time I see him like this, I'm just always talking, 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 talking. He now asks you, Do you know where he lives? Ah, no, he has never told me. Then why? I, I didn't wait to hear. Are you close? No. No. Why did God call Abraham his friend? Because they always had dialogues. How oh, will I do this thing and not tell Abraham my friend? So he told Abraham, and Abraham told God, what if you find 50 people in this city? Will you still destroy the city? God said, no. Okay? Oh God, please come back. What about 40? <laughs> Dialogue. What was the last time you had God? Let me tell you this. When you are moving in line with divine guidance, no barrier can stand on your path. None. 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 Because when those barriers want to show up, you will have something to take back to God in the place of prayer. That God, you told me to do this. But that confidence cannot be there when you yourself know that this thing I'm doing, God did not tell me. I remember some years back, I was in a place doing a walk. <laughs> and I had this so clear. I've told us before, you are in the wrong place. 
I had it like I would hear someone standing next to me. They're in the wrong place. Ah! And the struggle was so much until I had that voice. You are in the wrong place. It is better in your followership, in your dealings with God. It is better for God ah, to be ahead and you are so slow. At least it's in front of you, you are trying to catch up. Unlike you have run so far ahead, you are not even seeing him anymore. You have missed your road. Number three steps to breaking invisible barriers is obedience to instructions. Obedience to instructions. Obedience to instructions. Hmm. When God instructed the children of Israel to walk around Jericho, it was an instruction. It wasn't logical, but that was the instruction. You want Jericho walls to come down, walk around it. Let's go to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6, we'll read verse 1 to 5. And then you see verse 20. Joshua chapter 6, from verse 1 to verse 5. The Bible says now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into your hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And you shall come down. Now look at it. God said, I have given it to you. Do you understand? Now, the fact that God has, you know, I told us the day one that the fact that something is available does not mean it is what? accessible the key to assessing it is the key of instruction many of us celebrate what god has made available we don't wait for instruction he says i've given you the land but this is how you are going to assess it he says you will come past the city all the men of war will go around the city once and you shall do that for six days and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's on and the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times and the priest shall blow with the trumpet and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's on keep going and when you hear the sound of the trumpet all the people shall shout with a great shout that's why i don't understand people that when they are in church they find it uncomfortable when people are shouting your noise is too much really no wonder the words are still very they are standing in your life Church is not a place where you form. If you want to form, stay in your house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? On Sunday, the Thanksgiving, the finale. When it's time, I hope you will not be standing like Mount Zion. Because nobody's looking at you. You are not that special. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are not that special. Please help me ask that person, how much is in your account? How much is in your account? How you are forming? How much? What have you achieved? He says, and the wall of the city shall fall flat. Now, this is God telling them what will happen when they do what is instructing them to do. He says, and the people shall ascend and every man will go straight before him. Now, go to verse 20. Go to verse 20. The Bible says, so the people did what? Shouted. When the priest blew with the trumpets and it came to pass, when the people had the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout, what happened? that the wall fell down flat so that the people into the city every man straight before him and they did what they took the city whatever city has been too strong for you i decree and declare in the remaining of this year you will take it in the name of jesus no industry will be too easy, will be too difficult for you 
in the name of Jesus. No field will be too difficult for you. No career will be too difficult for you. In the name of Jesus. Some of you, God is going to move you to a new location geographically. And people have told you, ah, in this place, things are difficult. They may be difficult for others, it should not be difficult for you. In the name of Jesus, it will be easy for you. It will be a smooth sail. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you this. Obstruction bows to instructions. Obstruction does what? Bows to instructions. Please sit down. Obstruction bows to instructions. When God instructs you and you carry out his instructions, things must respond to you. It must. That's why in 1 Samuel 15 and verse 22, the Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. The prophet's widow in 2 Kings chapter 4 was indebted. Indebted to the thought. That was a financial barrier when she showed up before the prophet. What did the prophet tell her to do? Simply give her instructions. Seemingly stupid instructions. Because every instruction will not be logical. So you are in debt. No problem. Go borrow vessels. I said, hey, come. Not a few. What got her into the trouble in the first place? Was it not borrowing? She must have gone. She may have gone back home and said, you know, all these pastors, they don't understand economics. You know, I told Pastor Elisha, I'm in debt. He's telling me to borrow again. You know, they didn't go to Lagos Business School. All these pastors. That's why we always tell them to go to Harvard before they go to the pulpit. She could have said that and died in debt. Let me tell you this. There is something that comes with the grace of a genuine pastor. He may not have been involved in your industry, but God can give you instruction through him to break that barrier. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why one of the ways you notice a true pastor is that there will be word of wisdom, word of knowledge. He will just know things. He will just know things. He will just know things. Elisha told her, go and borrow. And she was wise enough to come back for further instruction. Some of you, they give you first instruction. Things start working, you disappear. And let me tell you this. This pastor is not one of the pastors that will be calling you and running after you. You have simply revealed that you are not smart enough to receive all God has for you. Because all God wanted to do was not multiply oil. After the oil has been multiplied, what do I do? Drink it. Bathe with it. She went back for further instruction. Elisha said, now, this is what you do. You may not have sold before. In fact, the reason why you are in this problem is you don't understand selling. Now, go and start selling. Become a businesswoman. Instructions. Instructions. The journey of a man or a woman that cannot be instructed will be very hard. How does God instruct you? Number one, through his word. Anything you see in the Bible, don't be too confused. Obey it. The first way God instructs you is through his word. Through his word. Don't be rationalizing the scripture. See, when something is in black and white, stop listening to all these people that are trying to, and the Hebrew is, you know, in the, no, 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 you don't need someone to confuse you to be confused with the word. You only need an external factor. God also instructs you through his inspired word. Sometimes you are reading the word, the instruction. You see, oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. Or you do this, you do that. Oh, fantastic. But there are times when there are inspired thoughts. That is, that is what in many circles is called the rhema. 
that there is an inspired word there is a spoken word you hear god just tells you something it's not that those things are written in the bible but because you know the word so much that when you hear that spoken word you know this is god for instance you cannot get an inspired word that tells you to marry a second wife no 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 no. because it's not in line any inspired word that is not in alignment with the written word is inspired by the devil are you hearing what i'm saying you can't be inspired to steal your boss's money to falsify ego. That's not an inspiration from God. It's from demons. It's from demons. Thirdly, how does God instruct you through your pastor? That's why he said, I will give you pastors after my honor. Jeremiah 3 and verse 15. We will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Please, don't waste your life. Never go to a church where the pastor is too small to instruct you. You only have one life. Don't waste it. Don't. If you can't obey a man, forget it. You can't obey God. The man that you see, that you can't listen, is God that you will not obey. Never. Never. It's not possible. Never. <laughs> Never. You see, when Israel was at the Red Sea, and they needed to cross. God did not tell all the Israelites one by one, ah, what to do. He told Moses, the leader, this is what you tell the people to go forward. God respects order. As well, as a woman, as a single, one of the things you must look out for in a guy is a guy that can hear God for the family. Not that a guy that just knows how to dress. If you can dress well and you can't hear God, there's catastrophe. In the making if he doesn't know how to dress you can dress him up but there are things that if it is not there it is not there you can't fake divine guidance you can't fake instructions you can't fake it and how do you know someone is instructed when they say god told me to do something they do it over time you will realize of the truth god told them and many things i've told you in this house that god said we should do this god said this will happen and you have seen it happen that's why the Bible says, Behold, uh, beware of a prophet that says something and it does not happen. He said, it's not called of God. Obedience to instructions. Obedience to instructions. May God give you a heart that responds to instructions. In the name of Jesus. Because to receive instructions requires teachability. Teachability. Some people just believe they know what they are doing. Nobody can instruct them. They are above instructions. You can be instructed. You see, the amazing thing is because of our time, that's why we're not going there. Joshua actually gave the people two instructions. There was an instruction God gave Joshua to give to the people. There was an instruction Joshua gave the people that God didn't tell him. But it was because they carried out the two. That's why they were able to bring down Jericho. The first instruction moved around the city. That's God's instruction to Joshua for the people. The second instruction was nobody should see anything. Keep quiet. God did not say that one. It was Joshua's instruction. You know why? Joshua saw in the life of his own mentor, Moses, what allowing everybody to talk can cause a leader. Moses never made it into the promised land because everybody's opinion mattered. So even when God told him to do something, it was weighed on people's opinion. Why didn't Moses make it into the promised land? The people, they got him angry. God told him, touch the rock. He smote it. Not knowing that he was smiting Christ in prophecy. 
and you can only kill him once you can only smite christ when he did it twice you can only be nailed once and god said go and check it climb on the mountain see the city the promised land but you will not get there he sent out 12 spies publicly they came back with results publicly who does that in leadership there's something called information management Moses didn't understand that. So Joshua learned that from Moses. When he was sending his own spies, he sent out the two that can bring good reports. And when he sent them, he sent them privately. When they came back, they came back privately. So when God gave him the instruction, told everybody, keep quiet. If I hear anything. So even when they were moving around and they didn't understand the instruction, hmm? 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 everybody kept moving. If he had allowed them to talk, they would have talked themselves out of that instruction. Because it didn't make sense. You want to bring down a wall. Shouldn't you get art moving equipment that can bring down the wall? Or start throwing heavy stones at the wall? But instruction is instruction. Are you teachable enough to receive instructions? Are you teachable enough? Are you trusting enough? Some people, the problem is they are not trusting. They are suspicious of everyone instructing them. They are suspicious. When pastor stands like that, he wants to say something. They believe there is an ulterior motive. And I understand where some people are coming from. They've been used. They've been taken advantage of. But when God leads you to the right place, be trusting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because you can't be instructed if you are not trusting. You can't be. And as I begin to round up tonight, are we ready to pray? You want to break barriers number four you must engage in intense prayer and fasting so it's not a mistake we are fasting in this season and i hope you are fasting i hope you are intense prayer and fasting in matthew 17 and verse 21 jesus said how be it this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting there are some things that prayer will do there are some things that is only prayer and fasting that will do it he came to jesus and said why are your disciples not fasting he said because i'm still with them he said the day is coming you will not need to tell them they will fast they will fast when they see situations they will lose appetite some of you are not fasting you are still giving excuses what once i don't eat at this time my, my body is shaking ah oh tiriwala you have not seen problem there are some problems you will face they will bring food like this on, on, <laughs> appetite will disappear they say this is your favorite food is that i have a favorite problem now that must be dealt with i must be dealt with a woman that is in labor can you bring her favorite food to her and that's what she's more concerned about the reason why you are not getting into the place of intense prayer and fasting is because you are not bathing anything you are not carrying anything that needs to be bathed that's the reason that's the reason you are not seeing anything you are comfortable and remember i said one of the ways barrier stays in people's life is comfort you just give an explanation to it and that's how the devil hides himself in anonymity you want to break barriers engage in intense prayer and fasting that was what happened to jacob that was what happened to jabez you've seen those scriptures the bible says and jabez cried oh that you will bless me in the original rendition in the hebrew that word oh is a prolonged shout that is a groaning oh not just oh no it's an intense crying that you will bless me 
And the Bible says Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. So it wasn't that Jabez was suffering. It was just that Jabez knew it was time to shift. I've come this far. I'm going no further. And this is not God's plan. This is not God's best. The Bible says he cried and God granted his request. What if he made no request? God will grant nothing. In Genesis 33 and verse 24, Jacob looked at the angel and said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Until you bless me. 24, 24, not to 24. In 1 Kings chapter 18, 42 to 43, the Bible tells us the posture of Elijah. There was a famine in the land and Elijah knew that this <laughs> kind of famine will not end. If you are praying normal prayers, the Bible says he put his head between his knees. Have you prayed like that before? I've tried it one day. It's so painful. I said, ah, no. My own has not read Elijah's own. <laughs> but the Bible says he prayed. The first time he told the servant, go and check. Has anything happened? He said, no. You don't stop praying because you are tired. You stop praying when you see answers. There was an erroneous teaching that entered into this country a couple of years ago. He said, prayer of faith, prayer of faith. You pray it once and you don't pray again. Eh? Jesus must not have bad faith because the Bible says in the garden of Gethsemane Jesus prayed saying the same thing three times for three hours because the Bible says when he was praying he came checked his disciples they were sleeping the Bible says he came back and he looked at them and said can't you watch with me for one hour it simply means what he was saying was that he had just prayed for one hour he checked them they were still sleeping and he went back saying the same thing for three hours you say prayer of faith no wonder you have no results no wonder you have no results Elijah must not have been a man of faith because he prayed and he kept praying and he kept praying until he saw a manifestation of what he wanted. When the servant said, I see something that looks like the hand of man, said, ah, that's the answer. Tell the king to start moving. Tell the king to start moving. He's about to rain. He's about to rain. May, may it rain over your life. May it rain over your business. May it rain over your career. In the name of Jesus. May it rain over your finances. And let me tell you this, the prayer that breaks barriers are the prayers that is prayed number one to the Father. All this prayer of God, don't let us die. God, don't let kill us. Those are rubbish prayers. Before we get into prayer, if you notice, in, we have been in this church for a while, you notice there is a way we pray. It's out of understanding. We start every prayer with what? Father in the name of Jesus. Because you can't pray to God, there are several gods. Which God are you talking about? The only God referred to as Father is the God of the Bible. Why? Because he's also the God of the whole earth, but he's only the Father of the believer. So when you are praying, you don't pray to him as a God, you pray to him as a Father. That's why Jesus said in John 16, 23, let's go there. John 16 and verse 23 to 24. I want to give us perspective before we start praying tonight. Before we go into the anointing. I hope you're here with your anointing all. John 16 and verse 23. Jesus said, in that day, you shall ask me what? You shall ask me what? So even praying to Jesus is error. Let's not talk of praying to Mary. He says, in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you ask who? Ask God. Ask Mary. Ask me. Ask Angel Yuri. Or Angel Gabriel. Because some people even pray to angels. He said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will do what? Give it to you. He says, either to you have not asked anything in what? 
he keeps emphasizing it it's not me you are going to ask what day was he talking about after his resurrection in that day you will ask me nothing he said the reason we have not received is because you have not asked anything in my name he says ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full so you don't stop praying because you have prayed for a while you stop praying about something when your joy over that thing is full when your joy is full if your joy is not yet full keep praying keep praying that's why jesus said men ought always to pray and not to faint to faint is to quit to give up the reason you are giving up you are fainting is because you are not praying this must be to the prayer that breaks barriers must be to the father number two it must be in the name of jesus number three it must address specific issues that's why jesus said in mark 11 verse 23 let's go there because you really need to see these things so we start praying and in the remaining days that we have left you pray with understanding mark 11 23 what did jesus say for verily i say unto you that whosoever shall say to what to what this mountain there must be a mountain you are addressing what issue are you addressing for people just say, father bless us bless us bless us you are not addressing anything specific that's a shotgun approach you have to be a sniper take a sniper approach have a target the prayer that breaks barriers must address specific issues also it must be word based that's why there is no prayer we take in this house there is always a scripture to back it up because the only thing God responds to is his word it says heaven and earth shall pass away it says but not one jot not one tittle of my word will go without being fulfilled and I've given us this illustration before but for those of us that have not had it before let me say it again if you walk up to me now after tonight's session and you say pastor the twenty thousand dollars i look at you strange because there was no conversation between you and i about any twenty thousand dollars amen but if i promise you to it yesterday that after tonight's service i'm going to give you twenty thousand dollars if you walk up to me and say pastor the twenty thousand dollars if i look at you and say which one that? pastor you said yesterday do you know it changes the dynamics every time you remind god of his word that father in the name of jesus according to your word he changes the dynamics because he has said it he can't unsay it he has said it and he himself said he has exalted his word above his name the most important thing to god on this earth is his word that is most important asset if you can find it in the world it can be real in your world it can be real and let me tell you this there is nothing you are trusting god for that you can't find in the scriptures that's why the bible says search the scriptures i taught us about that last month search the scriptures don't look for your pastors many go for you see many have transferred abalism to christianity pastor give me scripture give me scripture the way they used to go to abalis uh, give me something give me something so they tell them this one you knock it on your head three times this one you knock it on your mouth two times well, what's that nonsense this must be word based Isaiah 41 and verse 21 Jesus said Pro I'm sorry I um, God said produce your cause says the Lord bring forth your strong reasons says the king of Jacob there is no reason that can be stronger than father you have said in your word nothing can be stronger than that nothing nothing and the prayer must be in faith the prayer that breaks barriers must be in faith 
because according to Hebrews 11 and verse 6 without faith it is impossible to please God James 1 5 to 8 the Bible says if anyone lacks wisdom let him ask of God that gives all men liberally and not breaks not it says and it shall be given to him James 1 verse 1 6 now it says but let him ask in faith without wavering for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the sea or with the wind and toast for let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord a double-minded man is what unstable in all his ways a double-minded man is a man that has no faith today he prays about something tomorrow he has moved to something else the after tomorrow he has moved. that's why in the expectation cards there are only three points there you have to you can't just be you can't take a shotgun approach to life that's to be in faith that's to be in faith. and you see faith simply means you don't you don't take no for an answer faith simply means i believe god that it will happen and i'm going to stay here until happen. you see you must have that level of desperation in prayers desperation is not going to go see god is not moved by your tears god don't look at me like this he looked at his son when he was dying on the cross so there is no pain you can go through that can be more greater than that what god responds to is faith and faith is backed up by the word you can have no faith until you have found it in the word that god you said this you promised me this it must be in faith and when you have seen it in the word don't seek for any alternative don't seek for the devil will like to give you alternative but you must stand your ground is somebody ready to stand your ground tonight i want you to rise up on your feet i want you to rise up on your feet begin to pray in the holy ghost tonight if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, let your voice be loud. In Jesus' name we pray. Numbers 11 31. Let's start from there tonight. Numbers 11 and verse 31. Numbers 11 and verse 31. The Bible says, And there went forth a wind from the Lord and brought quails from the sea. And let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey on this side, and as it were a day's journey on the other side. Round about the camp, and as it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth. What does that mean? The Spirit of God is the wind of God. That's why in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says the Holy Ghost came as a mighty rushing wind. So it's talking about the Spirit of God here. What the children of Israel needed at this time, they wanted to eat meat. That was what they asked God. And the wind of God's Spirit brought it. If the wind of God's Spirit can bring meat, it can bring anything you need. I'm going to lift up your voice tonight. 